1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au.
0: Great to have you along with us on 2020 and a couple of topics of conversation this hour that you might like to be a part of. We'll open our talkback lines 1-800-316-316 course, we will want to talk about the issues when it comes to national grief. You might have your own feelings of grief about what's gone on this week in the CBD in Sydney. Uh, You might like to share some of your feelings about how you've been coping with the idea that Perhaps there's been something that took us by surprise. Uh, Jihad comes to our shores. Uh, That tragedy in the CBD in Sydney this week. Uh, You can call us and uh, communicate. Uh, Let us know your feelings on that topic. The other issue that we'd like to talk about this hour is Christmas, which is upon us next week. But the interesting thing is uh, not everyone has a wonderfully awesome, fun-filled, loving, caring family Christmas. Not everyone looks forward to that family gathering on Christmas Day. Well, when family members haven't been talking to each other through the year, uh, then you get together on Christmas. Sometimes sparks can fly. Sometimes it's a family member who's a little weird, uh, sometimes an uncle or auntie that just rubs everyone up the wrong way. When we spend Christmas together, we often hear about family dramas that have been going on through the year, and sometimes uh, family members uh, who are ageing, uh, others who may be in hospital, in nursing homes, even in jail. So today dealing with something of a minefield of Christmas and making the best of potentially uncomfortable moments you can be a part of our conversation and to help us navigate our way through that conversation today Dr Genevieve Mills is back with us Genevieve is the National President of the Christian Counselors Association of Australia she's a psychotherapist counselor a clinical psychologist and we have had some wonderful conversations through the year and so to Genevieve Mills, welcome back to 2020 Genevieve
1: well, oh, thank you, Neil, and uh, thank you very much for that introduction, um, and hello to all our listeners.
0: Genevieve, let us we're going to talk about Christmas, and uh, there might be guests uh, who'll call in from various places around the country, and, and sometimes there are funny stories, or sometimes there are things that happen that aren't funny at all, but uh, that we all might be very interested in hearing because we'll identify with those. Uh, so right. we'll invite listeners to call and talk about Christmas, but before we do, your thoughts on what's gone on in... Sydney's CBD this week uh, we're all feeling heavy hearted over the terror incident. Is this normal for us to feel this way and, and what should we be doing about it?
1: Well Neil, um, over time I see people who have uh, who are grieving over losses uh, But when, and when we look at a national loss as we are doing in these days I seem to see the same sorts of symptoms Um, that we will be experiencing as a nation um, as we do as individuals so there are certain things that we will feel in response to a shock such as the one that we've just had and and those things are usually you know in the beginning we may deny or or just feel that it's unreal Um, and as we saw it unfolding on on our televisions you know we sort of could hardly believe it almost seemed like you know a movie um, and that it wasn't a real situation so and we we try to sort of um, deny that that was actually a reality and that's the first wave of pain I guess it's a temporary response that we say is this real or not um, and then you know we move quickly some move quickly through the phases of loss and grief but um, there's, often people get angry about what has happened and that might rise fairly quickly and I've, we've seen the reactions of people who are writing letters and who, who are posting um, things on social media um, and, and that reaction is sometimes um, really to uh, it's an intense emotion you know uh, we're trying Genevieve to... let me ask
0: you about yes. anger because uh, sometimes we direct that anger in all sorts of different directions uh, you know we don't get angry with just nobody we're angry with somebody uh, What? who do we normally get angry with
1: well it may be aimed at inanimate objects even or complete strangers um, and sometimes our friends and family uh, because really we're angry and we can't explain what that anger is. So uh, if we're not in control of that anger, we may lash out at others. So, you know, often you will see people getting angry and, and there really doesn't seem to be a reason for why they're angry at a certain thing or person.
0: Is it at possible, the, too, that people get angry with God, given there's a religious connection in all of this thing that's happened absolutely. in
1: Sydney? Yes, yes. And, and you do hear that. I've read articles on that, you know, uh, <laughs> is is God doing all this? You know, therefore I'm angry at God. Why did God let this happen? Um, It was interesting because I saw the film Exodus this last week and that also, you know, that was an interesting um, sort of thing too to see that God in the Old Testament times was seen to be, you know, a God that, um, you know, for example, brought the plagues upon people. But but we need to understand that in, in a... Uh, in the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ we do need to understand that now we have a covenant with God and that that those people who belong to God can turn to God in these times of trouble and it's not God who is bringing about these things.
0: Uh, So we feel like these sorts of things are out of our control and uh, and things are spiraling uh, you know in ways that we can't get our head around sometimes so if we're feeling those sorts of things what, what are we going through?
1: um so you know then we come to that that stage of bargaining uh we we sort of say well if only you know if only that man didn't have a gun or if only he wasn't on bail or uh, if only they hadn't walked into the the you know restaurant at that time um you know it's sort of like we try to make deals and often i believe that people make deals with god at those times they say god please get me out of this situation and if you do, I'll give my life to you or I'll, I'll do something for you. And so we find that, that that is actually a human response to a traumatic situation. And what you're describing
0: um, is actually uh, very much what we're reading in the headlines and seeing in the headlines on the news, all of these today, questions that yes. are being asked.
1: Yes, yes, that's what I have found today. So people are saying, okay, how can we make sense of this? You know, what if we hadn't done this? Or what if we had done this? Or what about gun laws and so on? So we see this whole bargaining approach to our loss and our grief at this present time. And that happens in individuals. So why, you know, we can understand that it's going to happen nationally as well.
0: Now, not everybody is struck by grief in the same way and we are aware that so many people have such heavy hearts over what's been going on through the week. Uh, Some of us are affected in different ways. Do some of us take these things harder than others?
1: Look, it depends on our life experience up to this point and it also depends on our personality and how we express things. Those people who are more retiring... Um, or what I call probably minimizers will minimize this. They'll go into themselves, they'll be thoughtful and they'll have time alone. Other people who are more maximizers might make more of a noise about it and express themselves outwardly. But uh, you know we, we do. We all have different reactions and responses and I guess uh, you know it's good not to be judgmental at that time because, you know, we all are unique and we have our different ways of expressing things.
0: So if you've been going through these processes and it's like a, a line of, of things that seem to follow one after the other and we recognise that there is some grief that we are suffering as a result of yes. seeing these things on our TV screens, is there a quick way out? Is there a healing process?
1: The healing process, it, it once again depends. You know, we are so different in our responses but the people can get quite depressed about this because... You know there are you know the two types of depression associated with mourning is is a reactive depression you know to the practical implications relating to the loss those so sadness and regret um, are the the predominate that type of depression um, and you know we worry about um, the costs of things and what's going to happen to the flowers and what are you know all of this kind of thing um, and but the the second one is you know um, we, we have that ongoing underneath sadness so it, we may need sort of a little bit of helpful cooperation from our friends and a few kind words um, but that, that underlying depression is more subtle and in a sense it, it's perhaps more private, it's our quiet preparation I guess to prepare ourselves with perhaps more things like we've just seen on our televisions and, and you know we we need to sort of undergird ourselves in a, in a in a way that and, and I guess this comes um, to how we do see these greater traumas in our lives. Do we have something that we can actually retreat to or reach out to and I believe that that's where our Christian belief comes in strongly. Do we have peace um, that passes understanding so that we can you know rely on God in their times and so we're not um, we don't have to go into deep depression about that, but we can actually uh, reach out to God. Well,
0: Genevieve, I want to invite our listeners to be part of our conversation today. Uh, you might like to call in and just let us know how you're feeling. Uh, are you feeling angry about what went on this week in Sydney? Uh, are you at a point where you're a little bit confused? Uh, perhaps you'd like to talk to Genevieve Milnes today. Uh, we'll open our talk back lines one 800 316, 316, that's 1-800. 316 316 if you'd like to contribute to our conversation on that level. The other thing we're talking about today Genevieve uh, Christmas is on its way just a week away and uh, lots of us will get together in some quite large sometimes family gatherings and uh, you know if uh, past experiences are anything to go by uh, the likelihood is that many of us will come across people in our own extended families who we perhaps don't get on together with as well as we'd like to uh, this is the sort of thing that I guess uh, you know you come across uh, regularly too
1: yes I do and I don't know whether it's my job or whether it's happening more but you know Christmas is not always a happy time for people and um, although my own experience has been that Christmas is a family time and something that I treasure um, with a breakup of families with um, blended families uh, you know we are seeing people having to divide their time, having to pick up children, drop them off. Um, you know so many so many different things are going on at Christmas that there is a tremendous pressure put on our society and and I believe that you know we see we see you know different things happening, um, people getting upset and and um, arguing and fighting and trying to get more time with different members of the family. Um, and, you know, the whole uh, debate of who's going to run, <laughs> who's going to run, you know, the the family, the Christmas this year. Um, but, you know, but then on the other hand, you see people who do, who are doing it well, who seem to have things quite organised. They're planning to meet up with different members of their family. Um, yeah, so it, it is, you know, a difficult time. I think it's a stressful time.
0: It's Neil Johnson with you on 2020. Dr Genevieve Milnes, our guest, National President of the Christian Counselors Association of Australia, talking through issues uh, both Sydney and the siege this week and how you're feeling about that and uh, and also talking about Christmas, which is just a week away, and the uncomfortable nature of family gatherings. You might like to contribute to our conversation at 1-800-360. 316 is our number Let's hear from Nikki in Mackay Hello Nikki. welcome along to 2020 No, well let's hear from Rosemary Rosemary in Melbourne
2: Yes, hello
0: Hello Rosemary, what's your contribution to our conversation today?
2: Um, I've lost 11 elderly close relatives in the last five years including my father so it's just been grief the whole time mm. something very new to our family uh, we've struggled, but it's been fairly typical under the stress of seeing people ill and passing away we've had a lot of strong emotions and it's been a lot of tempers and it's been a bit unusual in our families
0: rosemary sometimes you go through almost a lifetime you don't lose loved ones and then all of a sudden uh, there's a whole bunch of loved ones uh, dying around the same time is this Is this what you're saying yeah, this has different
2: happened stages in life. And since Dad's passed away, because of arguments and tempers and male aggression, <laughs> no offence to anybody, um, it's changed their family. Yep. Um, and Mum's really old now, after five years since Dad's passed away, so we've got our Christmas different for the first time in 60 years. Um and, uh,
0: um, well, Rosemary, let's hear from Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve, you've heard how Rosemary's sharing these things. Things change over the years. Christmas can be different one year to the next and sometimes uh, very sad times.
1: Yes, and Rosemary, my heart goes out to you, having lost, did you say, 11 elderly relatives
2: in the last yeah. five years? We're planning to leave my mum's elderly twin sister at the cemetery tomorrow as well. Oh,
1: Passed away yeah. from
2: cancer. She's the latest one.
1: <laughs> so, but,
2: yeah. uh, yes. Um, yes. It is very
1: hard, isn't it? And it's draining. It is draining and it's exhausting. And particularly if you have tempers, uh, as you said, there is some aggression that that's happened. Um, and it's, it, it really is a difficult time. You know, um, it reminds me of friends of mine who work with palliative care and there's often people passing away And so you do need to have a time when you can get away and get some recuperation, are you able to do that? Yes,
2: and I think it through all the time on my own after being with my mother and my family with God and make sense and say what's happening here and he gives me the answers. And also it's best if somebody's irritable, don't engage and don't confront, just ask God to help you to forgive and just help them.
1: Yeah, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Do you yeah. do you challenge people who are aggressive like that or do you oh, well, stand you back or business. is that that's
2: dangerous? Hard. You know, to to challenge so them. So you've got to be careful. I would I would humbly be last. The last mm. will be first and the first will be last and just back off. Yeah. For safety reasons basically for your own safety possibly or it's not nice for anybody to get upset including you and I, would, I would, even though you might think it's unfair, it's best just to Help the person to the extent you can, and then just back off quietly and uh, mm-hmm. defuse the whole thing. Um,
1: so you don't think there's any possibility that they might
2: change? or well, I tell my brother change mm-hmm. um, just a few days ago. Who sent me a Christmas card? Before that, there was nothing for five years, mm-hmm. <laughs> six years. Yeah. Um, oh. But no, uh, no. So it's no good. And when the accusations and this emotions start rising, don't. Say that's not unfair. Don't let it infect you. Just give them mm. a blessing and walk away. Mm. It doesn't mm. really help to sort of try and, right. You can't talk it through at that point. That's right. I doing know, really well with the siege thing. I went through the anger and the and yeah. and, this, and I've had I've had bad headaches in the last two days. I think it's just the stress coming out of me. Of that But uh, yesterday morning and this morning again the same. Just it was just really glorious both mornings. I just felt the glory of the Lord. Yes yeah. it's a blessing and. And this morning, especially after two days of bad headaches, they were just gone again yeah. this morning. So I just experienced yeah. God's faithfulness and His love through the whole. Yeah. Rosemary, yeah.
0: thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. Really great to hear from you. Uh, you yeah. can be a part of our TalkBack conversation. 1 800 316 316 is our number. Let's hear from Nikki in Mackay. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Nikki, Hello, what's your, Nikki. What's your Hi, contribution to our gone, conversation?
3: i man. Oh, my God, I'm gone.
0: All right, we've got you back. What are you, what's your contribution?
3: <laughs> Pardon?
0: What are your thoughts?
3: My thoughts. Ah, so many thoughts. <laughs> um, I'll try to condense them down for you.
0: Yep, we need to be fairly quick.
3: Yep. My father, who has passed away years and years ago from cancer, used to tell me when terrible things happened when I was a child, he'd say, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, and worse things have happened at sea. And I never understood those things when I was a child. I thought, that's a really weird way to look at life. And he used to also say, in seven years you'll laugh at all this. Yeah. And I think that's that's callous, you know. <laughs> but it wasn't. His advice was actually Christian. Because yeah. it's normal to feel terrible for a very long time when something like like this happens. Yes. And you feel helpless, confused and afraid and withdrawn. No. So... That's the period when you need to take stock and look at the situation not as if you are the centre of the situation because you're not. Mm. Stones aren't the centre of the universe. Animals aren't the centre of the universe and bad things happen to animals and trees. But Mm. animals don't start wars. Trees don't start wars. It just happens. So we're all part of guy as makeup and i think sometimes we forget that and we think mm-hmm. that what's happening in what is going on is our universe and that it's infinite but it's not we're actually very finite we are creatures of this universe we're creatures of love and we are mortal and we'll return to him in the end and Thank so what's you, going on yes. has nothing to do with us really it's got to do with a cycle. It's got to do with a earthly cycle, as well as a Christian cycle, as well as a theocratic cycle, as well as a Muslim and Buddhist. You name it. It's a religious, theocratic, spiritual.
0: There does, there certainly is something that's going on a lot deeper than most people appreciate, mm, and uh, yes. and these things are, I guess, all contributing to our response, Genevieve.
1: Yes yes that's that's right, and you know we do um you know we do at this time we i mean what are we grieving for with this past week? We grieve, i guess for the loss of our innocence as a nation i think with with you know terrorist activity. Um, And then over Christmas time, now we have to face Christmas with the added grief that we've just picked up. And so we put more stress and pressure on ourselves. So it is true. We need to actually reach out now and, and ask God to give us the peace that passes understanding so that God's peace can rest in our hearts. It doesn't mean that we ignore what's going on. And it doesn't mean that, it you know, I mean, Christmas is, is another day. We actually just get eat through each day. And I know that for some, you know, life is difficult and each day is a challenge. Um, but if we're able at the beginning of that day to say, God, here I am. This is your day. Uh, please go before me in this day and and just help me and help all those around me. And Pray for our nation as well. We need to do that too.
0: Nikki from Mackay, thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. Great to hear from you. You can join our Talkback conversation today, our Talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. One listener who called through with a question, Genevieve. uh, The question is, what do we do if there is a big jealousy factor post-bereavement in a family situation? So uh, the Mm. note here: bereavement poorly handled. So I guess this relates to uh, to what we're talking about at Christmas time. Mm. Uh, These sorts of things that happen, uh, big jealousy factors.
1: Yes, and jealousy it's it's a difficult one because sometimes you know jealousy is it. We talk about people with jealous personalities sometimes you know we talk about people with jealous rage for example who carry their jealousy and and take their you know anger and jealousy out on their partners or or people in their family but um, I'd need to understand more about that situation really to comment on it Neil yeah it's probably worth that listener finding someone that they can talk to um, perhaps in the next week and and just having you know, a word with someone and maybe getting some wise words from the counsellor.
0: Yeah, the note I have doesn't have a lot of detail, so uh, mm. that's good advice. Uh, seek something a little more if that's mm. a real concern when it comes to this jealousy issue.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. It's Neil Johnson with you and our special guest this hour, Dr Genevieve Mills, the National President of the Christian Counselors Association of Australia. We're talking through issues to do with two things today. The feeling that we have, uh, the grief that follows the Sydney siege, and also with Christmas next week. Uh, looking for some keys to having a harmonious family Christmas. What do you do to prepare for those uncomfortable Christmas moments Uh, sometimes when there's a family member who doesn't get along with everyone else and sometimes that can put a dampener on the whole gathering well you might have a story to share you might have uh, a point of view to put, Uh, you might like to tell us how you're feeling about the Sydney Seeds this week you can call us on 1-800-316-316 Genevieve let's take another call, this one uh, from Patrick in Melbourne. Hello Patrick, welcome along to 2020 are you with us Patrick Patrick have we got you we don't have Patrick for the moment we will see if we can get Patrick back Uh, Genevieve uh, let me ask you about uh, setting an atmosphere for Christmas uh, because there must (laughs) be there must be some ways that we can prepare for uncomfortable situations and a little bit of forethought would go a long way to helping the situations be harmonious
1: Yes, well, I think you know preparation starts way back, doesn't it? Because it's all about who is going to be present at these Christmas meetings or Christmas Day events or before Christmas, and you know it's already happening for a lot of us as we meet with friends and um, you know um, have business wind ups and you know at the office and so on. So. There, is all, <laughs> there are always those um, personality differences during those times. And I think we learn how to handle ourselves. Look, unless you're really being driven completely mad by someone at your office, you have learned how to handle things mostly uh, in order to get to work every day and to see those people. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we just do the same things that we've been doing all year if they're working for us. So, you know, you you organise and I know with my family Christmas, I organise way ahead of time, even though some people don't even like that organisation they complain and say, oh, it's way too early. The idea is to be organised enough to make sure that things run smoothly on the day, if you can. That's what I think.
0: Yes, well, uh, I mean, there's so many scenarios uh, that we could talk about here. Uh, We could talk about actually how you plan to be a good guest Maybe you're the one everyone criticises and, uh, you know, everyone's got a problem with you and you think it's everyone else's problem. But really sometimes uh, I guess, uh, you know, the feedback gets to us. If we are the problem, Uh, planning to be a good guest, maybe toning down some behaviours that do rub others up the wrong way might be a good start.
1: It might be. How we speak to each other. Are we listening to each other, you know? uh, Are you a good listener might be a question to ask because at this time of year we've all had... I would say, you know, each year is not an easy year, is it? And every day we have challenges and problems. But how well do you listen to the people around you? Or do you just want to say something and put an end to the conversation? You know, are we actually willing to say... Oh, so you're telling me that this is the sort of day you've had or this is the sort of year you've had without getting into a very very deep, you know, and meaningful conversation, you know, but just a, a light meaningful conversation would be good.
0: Genevieve, what about issues like gossip? I know that uh, when I get together in family gatherings, uh, we try not to. My wife and I, we try not to engage uh, in gossip because gossip almost inevitably leads the wrong way.
1: Mm, mm. <laughs> Look, it's such a hard one, isn't it? Because our society is made up of gossip now.
0: But families you know, in particular, families, uh, you know, sometimes that family gathering that happens at Christmas is, mm. is the catching up on what everyone's been doing through the year because you haven't had that. And, <laughs> and what right. it turns out to be is actually, uh, it turns out to be sometimes a, a, a detrimental type of conversation.
1: Yeah, but I guess how can, you, how can you catch up on all those family members without hearing, you know, the lows as well as the, as the highs?
0: You know? Yes. <laughs> okay, here's another scenario just to make things really difficult. Uh, you know, sometimes, obviously Christmas is wonderful when there are children uh, but children get a little older and sometimes their behavior is not always as desirable and they're not always as well behaved as you remember they used to be when they were you know, having a wonderful Correct. time unwrapping all that paper. What about, uh, what about parents perhaps preparing children who they know will probably be not on their best behavior to actually uh, uh, you know, present themselves in a way that doesn't rub everybody up the wrong way?
1: Yes, well look, that's my theme really. Uh, Parents (laughs) please (laughs) please train your children. It's not the children's fault, it's the parents' fault. When when their children don't behave properly. You know, I work with so many parents during the year. You know, we have lots and lots of sessions with both parents and then with the child and but mostly I find that it's the parents who can do that. You know training beforehand but and and if you can't you know do you feel your kids are out of control maybe you do need some parenting sessions to help you um to enjoy your social occasions more um you know we see it every day in the shops you know as i went shopping last night there was a child screaming at the checkout but the the parents were actually encouraging the child to scream you know they were laughing at them and so on and and i thought Oh, gosh, I just wanted to get away, you know. Yes, that's <laughs> about right. about parents. Sorry. I've really started on my, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> well, really no, what here. you're saying is uh, <laughs> really for parents that don't control that behaviour, they're really making yeah. a rod for their own back because they're going to go through challenges and and the, they'll bear uh, all of the, uh, the ire of people who wish that as a parent you'd actually do something to try and keep your child under control.
1: That's correct. And, and what we see when the children grow up, if they've been indulged and allowed to do what they like out of control, they often don't have the resilience to face, you know, grown up issues. Um, that's what I see as they get older.
0: Okay, let's talk through some other scenarios here. You mentioned you are so well prepared for Christmas that uh, that you do things way in advance and uh, family members are saying, Genevieve, why are you so diligent getting everything together? Let me ask you about... Christmas gatherings and yes. uh, and Christmas parties because sometimes the Christmas gatherings quite a costly exercise and mm. uh, there are a lot of family members turning up not contributing to the cost or contributing to the Christmas dinner or whatever uh, is yes. there any sort of thing that you think uh, you know what makes a harmonious Christmas gathering a little bit of contribution uh, goes yes. a long way
1: look look every family is different and i know that there are some Uh, ladies who love to do all the preparation. Look, I've grown out of that. Uh, (laughs) I like everyone else to help out now. Um, So I just send a little list around being the organiser and I say, look, you know, you take charge of this part of the day and this meal and you bring that and um, you fire up the barbecue and you know so there's a little list and if no one if they don't like it they can they can tell me (laughs) and we can reorganize but the idea is that we're more or less prepared you know Um, and so we people tend to get um, excited as well if they know that something is going to happen that is well prepared there is an excitement about that too.
0: And I think there's a deeper appreciation of what's going on if there's a contribution. Now, sometimes it's, you know, providing a dish uh, for Christmas dinner. Uh, other mm-hmm. times it's, uh, it's chipping in a few dollars and perhaps not being, you know, because this is a family member, perhaps you can be more generous than you might even think you ordinarily are. But, uh, but just yes. chipping in actually helps you to appreciate that you are a part of the preparation.
1: That's right. And, you know, it's not a good thing to go empty-handed to a family Christmas, take something, take a little something for each person who's going to be there. Take a bonbon or something, whatever you can. But you know, it's a gesture. Um, Even if you can't cook or you you don't have a lot of money, you can write a little something and, and have it read out around the table for each one. You know, just think of something creative. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can
0: be a part of our conversation. Our talk back line open on one 316 316 What do you do to prepare for those uncomfortable moments in your Christmas gathering? You might have a story to share. You might have your key to a harmonious family Christmas. We're taking your calls one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We have back on the line Nikki from Mackay. Hello, Nikki. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Nikki, Hello, did we Nikki. miss something the first time round? Pardon? We missed something the first time round.
3: Yes, I won't worry about that at the moment. Can I tell you after I told you this one?
0: Uh, we'll, we need to be quick. What were you wanting to say this that time? It will be
3: quick. It will be really quick. I'm, I'll summarise it, okay? Yep. <laughs> what i found is Crisco's is really good if you're a pensioner. Oh, yes. Um, get a Crisco's package together early. Also get a Christmas account set up for yourself that you can't touch. And you just have, say, $10 taken out of your pension each week and put aside for your Christmas. Um, also, I find man uh, Christmas time, St. Vincent de Paul's are very generous with their food voucher Christmas hampers. If you go to Centrelink and you get an income statement and you take your income statement to St. Vincent de Paul, they will look at that and assess you on your statement and you will either get a $40 loan up to an $80 loan depending on the members of your children in your family, how many you are, and you'll get a Christmas hamper as well on top of that.
0: Well, there, so, are, uh, there are ways that you can uh, yes, look into special uh, care that happens uh, this time of year. Yes,
1: yep. that's brilliant, Nikki. Thank you for that. That's okay.
0: Nicky? Yeah, you get yep.
3: to know after a while when you're a pensioner. Can I just tell you about the other thing?
0: Uh, very quickly
3: okay the other thing was um, when we were talking about how everyone's you know angry and grief-stricken I think in times like this people tend to go inward and blame the other person and unknowingly throw off on the other person instead of looking like Jesus said at you know the plank in your own eye before you start trying to pull a splinter out of
0: society's eye basically okay so, so that, we're yeah. talking about that mm. grief uh, yeah that, that's a that's a good point uh, your thoughts yeah, genevieve
2: is-
1: yes uh, it's very biblical isn't it um, i guess it's learning how to do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay yeah, good points that nikki brought up there especially about starting an account i remember doing that years ago and then i always had money at christmas Hmm.
0: Nikki, thank you so much for your contribution today here on 2020 Neil Johnson with you on 2020 Dr Genevieve Milnes our guest the National President of the Christian Counselors Association of Australia Genevieve if I was asking you about uh, family members coming to stay at Christmas time there are all sorts of things sometimes you get family members just coming for the day Sometimes it's for a couple of nights and uh, they can be really wonderful. Uh, Any thoughts on overstaying a welcome? Because this could be, I guess, this could be the source of many an argument or difficulties or stresses on families.
1: Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I've had people to stay over the years i i'm I'm great in the first few days i'm I'm really hospitable, but you know when people start to cross your boundaries and leave their clothes around and their shoes, and then you can't clean the place up and it starts to become a bit stressful so I would say be very mindful if you are staying over with someone this Christmas. Keep your belongings in one place <laughs> yeah. and and try and help out you know I mean Christmas is a great time and it and we're not hopefully we're not too worried about you know keeping the house tidy, but um we certainly do need some assistance, you know those people who are hosting um you know and and it it is a difficult time, isn't it? What well, do you think Neil? do you have well, guests at
0: Christmas? Uh, well, we visit family at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we try never to overstay our welcome. I think uh, over the years, and my wife and I, we've been married for 28 years, and I think over the years uh, we have discovered that, as you say, around three nights is probably the ideal because <laughs> once you get beyond three nights, actually there is stress and there is some pressures. And uh, mm. as you say, uh, the tidiness issues, uh, just uh, helping with cooking, uh, The cost of feeding families when you go to stay, uh, the ideas of just, you know, washing dishes, Uh, these things are uh, are significant and they can provide uh, real stresses and, you know, sometimes the worst of us starts to come out when we've overstayed our welcome. Yeah. Let me ask you about another uh, scenario. Uh, inevitably, in a lot of Christmas family gatherings, there's alcohol, and uh, alcohol mixed in with some of the other stresses that come with Christmas. Sometimes that's a yeah. a, a dreadful thing that can happen.
1: Yeah. Look, you know, um, there are di- people have different reactions when they drink alcohol, and I do know that you know some people can get quite upset and angry uh, and even violent on those occasions so or do silly things you know or, or <laughs> i can think of a host of silly things but but the idea i mean we know that at christmas time we usually go to someone's house so that we're not driving um you know there's no sort of um danger of um you know, people of accidents and so on so people like to stay in one place as much as possible but i mean that doesn't overcome the you know the what alcohol does to people in a in a situation like that so i would say i don't know i just don't really know how to advise people but lots of people are going to be drinking um i guess keep it down if you can to you know not getting drunk, I guess I'd probably like to say. Um, but well, this is a look, time.
0: what happens, I guess, when people are having a few friendly drinks mm. is inevitably uh, everyone gets relaxed. Uh, mm. As you say, some people are happy, some people are not happy when they've drunk a little too much but yeah. what happens is people tend to be more open in the way that they'll talk about all sorts of issues and family Absolutely. problems and people and mm. so you've got old conflicts coming to the surface. This is where uh, as a counsellor mm. uh, some advice for you here because uh, because I <laughs> guess uh, mix alcohol into the mix uh, when all of these yeah. other stresses could be um. happening and uh, it could be dynamite.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Look, I, I haven't well, we know that alcohol causes problems. It's, it's probably our, one of our nation's biggest problems at the moment is alcohol. Um, and we're known as a drinking nation, so not a great um, thing to be known for. But, um, it, yeah, so please, please, just be careful with your drinking. Um, either don't drink um, or don't drink a lot, <laughs>
0: Let's yeah. talk about, it's a, probably an extension of uh, overstaying your welcome, but the idea of getting enough sleep. Now, sleep is an important issue for keeping things uh, happy, calm and harmonious, uh, but there is a sense in which when a party atmosphere kicks in, uh, sometimes sleep mm. is one of those things that, uh, that, that we lose.
1: Mm, mm. And it depends where you are, I guess, but if you are in someone's home and you're staying up, you know, late hours, there's always someone who's going to be fairly responsible, who's going to be trying to keep a little bit of order in the place. So, you know, as we know that people will party, they'll party all night. um, But just don't forget that there are other people out there who are feeling responsible. Um, So... Getting a bit more responsibility is is a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe it's maybe it's not the party at your place, but it might be the neighbours uh, causing yes. <laughs> all sorts of stresses. So I, I suppose there's there's a little bit. I suppose if it's the neighbours, you have to be tolerant and uh, grace-filled uh, with regard to their party. But if it's your party, uh, I guess you've got to be a little bit more sensitive and try and uh, try and rein things in.
1: Yeah, and it's the music one that gets to me. Um, You know, it's what I consider to be noise pollution, that the the next-door neighbour perhaps might put their music up until all hours of the night, thinking that we're all enjoying it, you know. Um, But I just sort of think well you know come midnight it's time to turn that down there are children there are animals there are you know we don't have to make a huge amount of noise throughout the night but but people do and I, for one, tend to think, well, I might just go around there and knock on their door, but then I think, perhaps I won't. (laughs) Just close the doors and get into the inside of the house.
0: (laughs) Yes, I think the police get a lot of extra calls oftentimes when there's uh, all-night parties raging on.
1: They do. Let Mm. me
0: ask you, Genevieve, your thoughts on protecting your marriage because I suspect that... uh, uh, when you've got family gatherings that are not harmonious, sometimes mm. it's because one spouse doesn't get on with their husband or wife's family, and yes. and uh, the stresses that can come at Christmas time, uh, oftentimes yes. put pressure on a marriage. Is that something you've seen before?
1: Oh, indeed. Um, you know, someone who said, oh, "Look, I'm not going to your house for Christmas because I don't like your parents. They're rude to me. Um, they've always disliked me, or you know, whatever it is." Um, and I, I guess what I counsel people to do is to say, look, you've married into this family, you know, you're part of her family as much as she is part of your family. So it probably is about looking at, at your own reactions and responses to things and whether you can, you know, whether you need a bit of help in in trying to get some peace in your own heart, you know, to be able to create peace and harmony with your extended relatives
0: how do you go about do you think uh actually protesting someone's bad behavior you mentioned in-laws uh, yes. that's that's probably going to be one of the areas of contention here <laughs> how do you yes. uh, how do you protest uh, some of those areas of bad behavior from in-laws or could be uncles aunties could be brothers uh. sisters uh, without actually starting a family war Mm. Is there a? Is there? I mean, I'm. I'm just thinking the word gentleness is important. Yes. But uh, what? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, you know, it takes me back to when Rosemary was talking to us from Melbourne, and she was saying, you know, they have their angry tempers and aggression and so on. And what she does is, you know, she withdraws from that if she can. She doesn't say anything because if you do say something, it it might provoke people to be more loud more violent more abusive so really it's about trying to keep harmony trying to keep peace I mean that's what Christmas is all about I think you know it's a time of peace Jesus came as a baby um, to reconcile us to God a time of peace and I I do think that um, we need to be striving for peace
0: and I guess uh, going along to a church service on Christmas Day, sometimes that's a point of conflict within families, but uh, but it is a good thing and a good cultural uh, family habit to develop.
1: It is, and... Uh, Some members of my family like to do the Christmas Eve thing or the midnight thing. Um, I join with a Brazilian church at the moment and they do usually do a midnight Christmas Eve um, celebration. So it's always good to join with other believers and to remind ourselves that uh, really what we need to celebrate is the coming of Christ to the world.
0: That's right. And uh, we had a long discussion yesterday and uh, had a wonderful uh, opportunity to talk about the the incarnation that, God is with us. And it was that Christmas Day that was the start of the whole work of God through Christ. Uh, yes. Now, we're just running short of time now. Uh, just quickly, uh, making a list of some expectations. Uh, you can anticipate a lot of these things we've been talking about. I guess making a list helps you to manage those difficult times that you might have at Christmas.
1: Mm, it does. And and we also need to think Okay, Christmas comes, it's one or two days... But then, you know, we're into the new year and we face the new year and so on. So I guess, you know, Christmas isn't the end of everything. It's kind of the beginning.
0: And (laughs) we'll make the most of it. Now, Genevieve, I'll point people to the Christian Counselors Association website because people might want to find Christian counselors in all sorts of different locations all around Australia. It's www.ccaa. That stands for Christian Counselors Association of Australia dot uh, au Genevieve Milnes thank you so much for being with us today on 2020 happy Christmas to you and we'll talk again next year
1: thank you peace and joy to everyone like what you've just heard there's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au and remember Vision is listener supported your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life learn more or donate today at vision.org.au